Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is your brother from another mother. This is the soul brother. It is a quarter till two on August the 1st, 2023. Y'all, I cannot believe how fast time has flown. I just remembered when when my kids were were here and we were celebrating Christmas, it has been a freaking blur. It really has. So I hope you all are staying cool across the nation and here in the islands. It has been hot. There is a global heat wave going on. Global warming is alive and well. So please make sure that you're staying cool, that you're staying, that you're staying hydrated and make sure to go and check on on our kapuna or our elderly and your loved ones early and often. So today I wanted to talk about growing from adversity. Um, that's the name of this podcast that we're going to get into here. So, you know, in terms of adversity, you know, when you go through something in life, it can be very trying. Um, you may not you may not understand why something's happening to you. Um, you may not understand, you know, um, the timing and trying just to understand the different things that led up to you having to go through whatever it is that you're having to go through. Just know that no one is immune to adversity at all. Not in this life. Um, I'm going to talk about several different kind of situations and things that I've been through to hopefully help you through this and try to give you some some uh, uh, tricks and tips on on, you know, when you find yourself in these situations, how to actually step up and step out of the place that you are in. Because the only issue between someone going through adversity that makes it through and is not, the only difference is that the person that is not going through adversity anymore knew that it was temporary, that it was something that they just had to go through. And sometimes it's not comfortable. Okay, it's not. But a large amount of the reason why we go through things, I feel, is because there's a spiritual calling for us to have to to kind of mold and shape ourselves into the person that we are supposed to be. Who is that person? It's all up to you, my friend. Um, with God, he plants the seed. Your parents help to nurture you, the seed. When you start to, to sprout and blossom at that point, it's your responsibility like to make sure that you're able to be self-sustaining and that you have everything that you necessarily would need to be equipped for the journey that is life. That can be hard. Now, if you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth and if you don't really know what it means to go through hard times, the very first time that you go through something, it can be, it can be quite a doozy. It definitely could be, um, you know, I know of some people that uh, were well to do. And at the first sign of, um, at the first sign of, of some, I think it was, this particular lady was, I think she got pregnant or something like that. And she, and she had like a lot, a promise, um, athlete. But the moment that you have a baby, life changes. Now, she was still able to fulfill her dream, you know, but she had to take care of a child from young. 
she had to make a lot of sacrifices. And when you put yourself in situations that you know that you shouldn't because your earthly self and mind and body want to experience all of these things of pleasure, what will come will be the pain. You know, Not just the pain of actually having the kid in her particular case, but the pain of having to grow up quickly. Not being able to actually live and enjoy life as a kid, as a teenager. And what that'll lead to basically is missed opportunities. Like uh, from making friends, missed opportunities, obviously, because uh, she was into sports, not being able like, to participate in sports. And it had an effect on her education. Now she had a child to take care of. So you can not really. So it's kind of hard f- for you to try to want to to chase your dream to play sports, you know, potentially at a higher level at some point. But you but you have a child and, and you're young. And on top of all that, you have school. So you have responsibilities. And on top of that, you're striking out into the world. You're going to college. So now it's like, whoa, you, know, you got a lot on your plate there. So obviously, there's some sacrifices that had to be made. And because of those sacrifices, a lot of her dreams and, and wishes and wants were passed over for a, a, a lot of needs that, you know, uh, there were things that needed to happen. Like she needed to take care of her child. She needed to make decisions contrary to what she originally uh, did make in terms of just being able to survive. It was a totally different situation. So in the end, she wound up just fine. She had a good uh, supporting cast and support group. But sometimes you're not that lucky. And sometimes you may, as a woman... Uh, you have a child young and you may not necessarily have a good uh, supporting group or cast. And you may have to actually sacrifice the dreams that you had to raise your child because their dream is to live a life, a good life and know the goodness of it. So that's the ultimate sacrifice as a parent, right, is you need to actually now put yourself on the back burner and raise this child and give them the opportunity that you had. But because you got pregnant, you sacrificed that. And it's not a negative thing at all. At all. It's not. Right? It can turn into a, a positive thing if you want it to be positive. So when adversity hits and, and strikes, you know, there's, there's a couple of different flavors. It's the adversity that is self-inflicting. In this particular case, you know, she chose to, to get herself Prego, and you know, what followed was basically adversity of of having like to grow up quick, having to be a young parent, and then having to also still prioritize education, right? And that should come after uh, the life of her child and and the survival of of her child. So you know, life quickly changes depending on on the actions and the decisions that um, you take and make. Now, the other side of adversity is you're going through things and and it's hard, but you're willing to just grind it out. You know, that's where I have consistently, consistently found myself, you know. Um, But I will come back to that one. And then the last one is basically you're going through some adversity and you just quit. You know, um, 
it used to be when people when people would quit, it was a sign of of weakness, and and I never really liked that long before I could really comprehend and 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 actually understand that, because sometimes in life you may try to take on just a bit too much, and it's too much for you. You're not ready for it, so you quit. But you don't quit because you don't ever want to do it. You quit because you're not equipped yet. But you come back around and you and you go at it again. Sometimes in life you get opportunities to come back in and and you know take on and face adversity. A lot of people you don't get that many opportunities in life, but sometimes uh, you get some and sometimes uh, you get multiple. And and friends, if you do, or if you're in that situation, there is probably a reason why things can, why you know you have these things consistently happen, and they're over and over. That is life and karma telling you something. It's telling you, friend, wake up. You were just in this situation, and you made that decision, and you see how that ended. Now you're back in this situation again. Are you going to choose the same path as last time? Or are you going to choose a different path? Are you going to forge a different direction that that uh, uh, you want to try to go and see if you'll have a different outcome? That you have the confidence in knowing that, hey, you fall once, you can get up again and try again. So sometimes when adversity is prevalent and present in your life, it's a good thing. It truly honestly is. It's all in how... It's all in how you think about it. It's all in how you see it. It's all in how you interpret it. Now, for me, what I want to kind of try to focus on is I want to try like to focus on that adversity when something happens in your life and you make the conscious decision that you're going to go through it. Through hell or high water, you're going to go through it. You know that uh, the days ahead are unknown, they're questionable, they might be dark, they might be hard, but you're going to go through it. Along the way, friends, you will have doubts. You will have doubts, you will want to quit, you will want to give up. I've been there. I've been there as a youngster that didn't really understand it yet. I was there as, as a teenager. I was there as a young adult, and I'm still there right now as an adult. And while I have matured, The circumstances and the issues that I have, they've changed. So they're not the same. Right? I have a new set. A new set of adversities that that I need to go through. And a lot of it, uh, depending on your upbringing, you will bring the, um, uh, you'll either bring a spiritual aspect into it. You may bring a comedic um, aspect to it. You know, a lot of people, when they are, when their back is up against the wall, they bring comedy. They, you know, just because of a way like to lighten uh, the mood and the environment, the situation, so that it's more easy like to go through. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the people that are around you. It depends on you. It depends on you. Can you sustain? Can you sustain mentally? Keeping a, a a particular um, a particular ideal 
in mind to get you through the adversity. That's really what it comes down to. It comes down to staying power. It comes down to patience. It comes down to persistence and perseverance. Nothing else. It's just pure drive and want. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, hey, I tried it. It's hard. Or, hey, I did that. It just didn't work out for me. So here's the thing, friends. If you're going to stay the course, it will work for you, period. It will never not work. Accept the double negative because it will never not work. It will always work. (laughs) But it comes down to you having the proper mindset. Now, I can tell you plenty of things that I have gone through. You all know about my health and what I have gone through. That's the biggest adversity at this stage of my life that I've ever had to go through. I've always been, like for the most part, a very healthy uh, dude, always. I've never, rarely ever had to go into the doctor. And when I did, it was probably like because of something that I caused myself. But I've always just been a very healthy person. I've always worked out. I've always eaten right. Nobody had to, nobody had to force me Nobody had to convince me. This is just something that I wanted to do from the jump or from the start. But throughout all that, throughout all that, still, I'm going through some adversity. My body is a bit older. Just a bit. Mind over matter, baby. It's just a bit older now. And there's a different set of rules of engagement now for my body. In terms of the things I eat, when I eat, how I eat, how much I drink, not liquor, but just water or other type of non-alcoholic, non-water beverage, sweets. Because as we as we get over, as we get older, sorry, the things that we did at young where we were so carefree and, and we didn't care. A lot of those things start to show and rear their ugly heads at this point in our lives. It happened uh, to our parents and their parents and their parents as well. And it, will, and it will continue to happen like to our kids and their kids and so on and so forth. The decisions that you make from young are the decisions that you have to deal with. And so right now, the adversity is, it seems as though no matter what I do, I'm always having some type of flare up or something with my asthma and the bronchiostasis and it's annoying simple things that i used to love doing just going out for a walk without a mask even when, even uh, during the pandemic i would have on a mask that i would normally have it off and i would walk 10 to 20 feet away from people in the places um, that i lived in it was very 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 spread out and everybody kind of was was already social distancing friendly and aware People would be outside working out, you know, all that. I'd be right out there with them. So I've consistently taken care of of my body and I've done all the right things. But still, despite all that, there's some moments where I find like, like, I mean, it's just, it's annoying. It's aggravating. Like, what in the hell is wrong now? And I was talking to my queen like, like the other night and I just told her, I was like, it's just, it's like, it used to be that my mindset was that it was it was every day it was positive i knew what was going to happen 
I planned well. But now, because, because of just the variance of, of uh, my different symptoms and, and uh, health situation, right? While the doctors are still helping me like, to kind of try to fine-tune things, this has, been, this has been a journey of self-exploration for me, of seeing how much I've changed and now things I need to change, the things that I, I used to do. For example, like last week, I went to Safeway, right? I don't eat a lot of sugar and sweets, but I was like, I want, I want some uh, banana nut muffins, my favorite, always have been. So at Safeway, they make a pack of four in the bakery. So, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get one. So I got one pack of four. They sat in the, the fridge a couple days, like nice and cold. So I was like, I want a muffin today. So I went to go and grab a muffin. And then I had some pecans. And then I think I had a little bit of applesauce too. About an hour after I ate that, my stomach started feeling weird. I was like, what the heck? I won't share the results of that. But what I will say basically is that now I'm kind of starting like to realize, because this is the second time that this has happened, that I cannot eat. One muffin, just one. I cannot eat one muffin with those types of ingredients. My body is changing. I've loved, I've loved, I've loved muffins and all kind of bakery items, all kind of baked goods. I love it. For as long as I can remember, when I used to live in Hutchison with my dad in Kansas, he would uh, send me up to Safeway to go um, um, and grab some groceries. And he would tell me, hey, boy, uh, go ahead and get you something. I'm like, okay. So I would go and I would go and fetch all of the groceries that we need, like for dinner, you know, soup, beans, crackers, just whatever, you know. And then I would go and grab me like a small little baked good. He loved his baked goods. He loved his donuts. He loved his cookies. So he was trying to have me follow in the same footsteps. And when I was younger, I did that. So it was nothing like for me to go over to the bakery go grab me a chocolate-covered glazed donut and eat that on the way back home, right? And so, and then I would still go home and I, and then I would still eat dinner, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, because I was a growing boy and I think he understood that, you know? So that's how, and so, you know, that was my introduction into baked goods and then it just, I mean, it just, it just exploded. It was nothing like for me to have a pecan roll and old-fashioned donuts. I mean, you name it. If it's made in an oven and if it's baked, I'm going to eat it. It's got some kind of sugar on it. My fried Nelsons. Oh, my grandma and I. Rest in peace, Dottie. She used to have me go up and get them damn fried Nelsons from Dylan's. They would deep fry. They would actually have a cream-filled... It was a cream-filled kind of Bismarck-looking donut. Then they would put glaze on it and they would actually, that was in the oven. Then they would actually deep fry that <laughs> and then they put another coat of glaze on top of that or chocolate. And those used to be our favorites. I used to go down on Sundays. That was our breakfast on Sunday while we sat and we watched the NBA uh, games all morning. And then I would go and then I played basketball at the rec center all afternoon until evening. Right. I used to kill that stuff. And I used to just be able to go eat that 
sit 30 minutes and then I could go run for four or five hours now? Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. If I eat something, God sit for at least an hour. For at least an hour. Sit for at, at least an hour. Don't drink no water after I eat or while I eat. Because now I have a sensitive stomach. Probably because I ate all that damn crap that I just told you about. <laughs> but that's my own fault. Those are the decisions that I made. And now I'm paying for them. So now, like for me to sit down and enjoy a nice muffin with some cantaloupe, I can't do that. Right? But it is what it is. That was the, that was the choice that I made. And so now, this is the consequence of that. So I have consistently had to kind of reinvent myself in my eating. And all the while, I have a condition that makes me lose weight sometimes if I have these flare-ups. So I have to consistently stay. I got to stay eating high-fat food, but not too high-fat because I have GERD. So it's a delicate balance. So, And then on top of that, exercising. I got to make sure that I don't overdo it, but that I still do it enough that I don't have my asthma flare-up. And then for my asthma, I got to make sure that I'm sitting right, I have good posture, and that I'm taking all of my medication. Now, I'm not saying that because I had a couple donuts or cookies and, and stuff like that, that all that is the cause of this. No. There is half of it that is just because I'm getting older. And I think that's one of the hardest adversities that I think any of us is going to have to get over is that we all age and we all are getting older. And, you know, with a lot of the deaths and different things that we've had happening and, and uh, going on, the thought of uh, my mortality has just kind of been floating in and out. And I've just been very blessed because a lot of the decisions that I did make, even if they were not smart ones, they didn't put me in a critical situation or one where, where my body has now developed some type of systematic issue or problem. Like I don't have insulin issues. I don't have no high cholesterol issues. I don't have any, 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 anything like that. So I'm very grateful for that. So when you go through any type of, of adversity, and in my case, it's been my health and my diet, right? Now, the concern is making sure that I stay at a healthy enough weight and that I eat healthy and that I stay healthy overall. So I have to wear a mask because I have pretty bad asthma. I have pretty bad kind of side symptoms and things that come from the asthma if it flares up. For the longest time, I thought it was a stomach issue. I thought it was something worse. Even the doctors were like, we don't know if this is a life-threatening thing. So the adversity of having to be mentally tough and strong, it was hard. Like any other human being, yes, I worried. I mean, wouldn't you? I don't think that there's anything wrong with worry. I think some worry is good because it'll motivate you to get up and make a change. All worry is is a bunch of energy pent up that you need to release and let out. And for years, I didn't. So all that pent up energy started turning into now being in more of a depression and not really seeing a way out. Mental health is, is very important and and I think that for many people that, that have anguish mentally, um, it can feel very, very debilitating. 
it can feel like you will never ever break free. But when I finally was able to find the solution, and it was so simple that I just had to slap myself a hundred times over, it's like, I choose to stay in a certain situation or a certain state of thinking or being because because I made that decision that I didn't want to do any anything today. It's not going to be it's not going to be until I make a decision that I want to do something different and I develop a plan and I stick to it and then I execute that and I become a better person, I become a healthier person. I become whatever it is that I'm striving to be on the other side of the adversity. So friends, it's it's difficult, but you can get through it. You definitely can. It comes with having a good mental framework, having an understanding of, okay, this is how I react to things. So if things don't go the way that I'm hoping, having backup plans upon backup plans upon backup plans. It's not for you to do a, a it's not for you to do a, a whole bunch of work and then you're not going to use it. No. As you get older, life changes. You, the capabilities that you once had are a bit diminished. They're not the same. And you have to compensate for that and you have to find ways to be creative. And I have had to find ways. I have had to find ways of being very uh, creative in my approach in life and and uh, to life. Just because those things that I had depended on are no longer there doesn't mean that something's not there for me. I just have to be unafraid. And I got to learn how to step out. I got to step up and step out. And I have to acquaint myself with life again. Happens to the best of us. We all get down on ourselves. We're human. It's not easy. If it was easy, then there probably wouldn't be any need for this podcast. If it was easy, then there probably wouldn't really be a need to be alive. There honestly would be no purpose for our lives if everything just worked out. Having a little bit of adversity is uber healthy. I think if you don't have any, you need to try to introduce some into your life. Make you work and make you think about the effort it takes. The appreciation that you have for people, things. When they are a certain way not everything will revolve around you and you got to remember that it won't it should not that's not healthy if that's what you want friends you got to break the cycle you have to with everything that has been happening and going on on capitol hill lately with this whole thing like with ufos i'm intrigued now, I have loved the study of, of extraterrestrials, aliens, and UFOs, all that stuff for years. But to see Lieutenant Fravor, David Grush, and I think, I think his name is Glover. I think. Right? To actually see and experience what's going on. There's a lot of adversity now just being a human being. To think for as long as our existence, we are, we are all that we have known. Like we are the only type of being that can exist in this realm. But to hear and think that there is life outside of this planet, that there is other life that we don't know about. And it's here and it's close and they're visiting. We have proof. 
you know, there's a lot that is going to change in our lives. A sidebar, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, there basically is a whistleblower. His last name is Grush. And he and a few other witnesses, they had six, but I think half of them decided that they were going to bail out at the last minute. The government probably, uh, you know, was uh, uh, putting the old intimidation clamp on them, you know. But these three uh, um, gentlemen had testified under oath in front of a panel of Congress men and women about the existence of UFOs and extraterrestrials and that we've been visited and that there's clandestine secret programs and and all other and and all other uh, types of of um of top secret initiatives that are going on that are geared in and around studying extra, extraterrestrial life now we've yet to see any definitive proof visually whether in stills or videos but i'm sure it's coming but for the longest time for many people right this has been adversity knowing that you're not being told the truth about something and you're wondering and why life is so systematic and in the way that it is and why things are the way that they are to hear something like this now happen and come out that potentially will not just change our lives as individuals, but will change our life as a species. With all of the work that's been happening with us moving and going out more and more into space and launching all these amazing telescopes like the James Webb, seeing further than we've ever seen before. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And for those people who are on the front lines that are having to sift through all this stuff, you, you can just imagine the adversity that they've been through. They see things. They're trying to tell people, but no one believes them. They blow the whistle. No one believes them. They're blackballed or worse. Or worse. And where we find ourselves basically right now in this moment is that it's imminent that we're going to hear or see something that is going to be contrary to what we've known for our whole in entire life. And that will bring on mass adversity for us as a whole country, for us as a whole species on this planet. And that we're going to have to figure out and find a way to coexist with whatever is out there. Now, now think about that. At that uh, level or scale... That's a different ask. That's, that is a different lift than you personally going through some adversities. If you were to find out that there are aliens or that there is something larger that we can't see, it probably would re-level set you and your thinking and your mindset into, you know, there's all this vastness out here. I think I can do this. Sometimes all we need is perspective, whether it's from another person or it's from us, but we see things through a different set of lenses. Whatever it might be. And sorry, folks, it just started pouring out here for no reason. But whatever it may be or whatever that might be, 
is going to be for our greater good. See, when you go through adversity, there's a reason why you're going through this. It's because there's something that you don't understand or something that you don't know. So instead of you just quitting and giving up or running away, you should be curious. You should investigate. Try to understand why. And try to understand what is this. And then you need to understand the impact that it has on you, if any. You need to try to understand that there's a million ways to skin a cat, as Miss Yarbrough used to say. Shout out to her, my Clark Atlanta University Spanish instructor. I love that woman. Child, honey child, there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat. And that's what she would say. And we looked at her like, what? But what she was basically saying is there's a hundred different ways to see the situation. Now, when you go to a consistent negative negative perspective. I can't do this. This is never going to, yeah. And you know, you are probably not going to be successful. Just be honest with you. You're not. But if you at least have an inkling of, of wonder, if you at least want to, to consider or try something, sometimes that's all it takes. I have seen people that just try a simple thing and man, they have so much confidence. Sometimes it's just about doing something and you may not like it, or it might have been different, but you learned from it. And then eventually you incorporate that new skill that you learned into your everyday or your day-to-day flow and what you're doing. And I'm telling you, that's how we learn. I can't tell you how many things I've learned like that that have been crucial and essential. Like one big one is that things are not always going to go my way. And when they don't, I don't need to get up and ends about it. I just need to be patient and say, you know, there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat. Let me see what way these people come up with, or let me see what way this goes. And what I have learned from being patient is that, you know, sometimes when things happen that I'm used to kind of resolving or solving in a certain way or manner, sometimes I find new effective ways of doing it. Sometimes another person has some advice that helps me understand it from a different level and perspective that I never saw it before. When you open yourself up like to be humble and receive and take in knowledge, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Money can only do so much, but you cannot throw around knowledge. You cannot. You can inherit knowledge. You can learn it, but you retain it. It's what makes you a commodity is what makes you special in that you have a different perspective that you can go. That different perspective, other people will see that and they'll see how you conduct yourself when adversity comes. That'll give them confidence or that may uplift them and give them hope. So you should really, really, really be mindful that when when things happen in your life and they happen for reasons that you don't understand, Try to look at it from a higher level of, of a perspective and a plane, and a plane of existence. In that, you know, maybe, maybe, existence is trying to tell me something or show me something. And be willing to try. You know, try to get above the adversity. Try not to allow the adversity keep you down. Yet and still try to find effective ways 
effective ways of dealing with life when life happens to take a wrong turn here or there. Too many of y'all are expecting the happy road where everything just works out. That's not always the case, friends. And that's one thing. I used to live like that, naive as hell. But in the last 15 like to 20 years, I have learned that no. Potentially, it would be nice if something could happen in a certain manner. But the reality of the situation is this. And I put myself into reality a lot quicker now than I used to. Used to give people benefit of the doubt, including myself. But that's not good enough anymore. And in a podcast I recently did, I said, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you need you need to do something different. You need to expand your horizons. And I absolutely love it when life becomes a teacher and we're the student and we can learn on the fly out in class, which is the world. We can learn from one another or we can learn from being in situations so that when we feel as though the chips are stacked up against us, we can find clever, efficient ways of dealing with what life throws us and maybe even sometimes grow in the process and realize how much stronger we are. Perspective is the key. If you're in a different perspective mentally, if things are hard but you're in a different mental perspective, there's a confidence in that. You know you can do whatever it is that's in front of you. Easily. Easily. The part comes is that can you humble yourself long enough to go through the bumps and the bruises and learn what it takes? That's where people just don't have patience and they give up. That's where I'm asking you to actually have patience and don't give up. Friends, in closing, you can do this. We can do this. We, we truly honestly can. We can get through any type of adversity that is thrown our way, period. I truly honestly believe, even if it is very fatal or severe, I still think that we can get through it all mentally. It all comes down to how we, how we want to look at the situation. Do you want to bring a positive flair or do you want to bring negativity in? If you bring that negativity in, yeah, it can definitely make a situation a Debbie Downer for sure. It can definitely make things turn very poisonous and cancerous, right? It can breed a lot of frustration and stress. Is that something that you need? I don't think so. What I think that we all need is to have more patience and love in our heart for ourselves. So that when we go through these things, knowing that we're going to go through something, it may not be something that we saw coming, but the fact of the matter is that you're in it. Now deal with it and deal with it in a positive and constructive manner. Don't blame anybody. Don't blame yourself because you are somebody. But just find a way. Nothing good ever came to someone that never tried. So give it a try today, friends. I think you'll probably shock yourself and get on the good side of this. One love is always, y'all. This the soul brother.